He is a legend of the grouch, he's a Scottish warrior, he's a TikTok stitcher, he's the best trivia host the Milky Way Galaxy has ever seen, but most importantly, he's informed me if I read this wrong, he will never grace us with his presence on this podcast again. He is the next, he's the future and the next kingdom president. Here he is, he's Fergus Ferguson. How you going, man? Having me, how are you? Good, man, good. I mean, that's one hell of a title, man, the future kingdom president. What does, what, what's the pursuit of glory there? What is that? You know, like, what? why president? So, so people don't know I was involved in Hunter Valley wrestling, and then obviously that basically graduated to kind of become kingdom wrestling entertainment. And during the, the time I was gone, I'm like, oh, things need to change, like, things I'm not happy with instead of just sitting home and complaining. I'm like, well, one way to bring change to the kingdom that I don't have a president anymore, I could put myself in the running. That's the way. I know you've got a few, like, there's a few other candidates there. Who obviously, they're, they've got their own uh, self-interest and pursuits that are going for that kingdom presidency. Like some of those, uh, we know uh, Keegan Brettel, he's out there. He's ready to sort of take that home. Um, with everything in the with everything in the works, sort of on the back burner at the moment, I guess. Um, is there any sort of uh, update on like when sort of like the elections actually? Because I know, like on first of August, you guys have got a show at Talara Bowling Club. Is that going to be the like? Is that the election, or is that like because I know the New South Wales sort of? Uh, so on the first of August. Um, that was originally going to be the election show. It was originally, it was the 10th of July, got postponed to the 1st of August. And then considering uh, more than likely the uh, Sydney lockdown order is going to be extended, it approached, look, we can still do a show just without wrestlers that don't live in the Sydney region or in Victoria. So that we can do this show. If people still want to show, hopefully, you know, get some much needed relief and joy. But that does mean there's very few wrestlers available. So... We're trying to do the best show possible. It does mean the amount of wrestlers available. This is an opportunity for people that may not have had like even a singles match before or like um, a longer match before. This is their chance to do it. I'll be wrestling oh, yeah. delicious. Lip Pop Mountain Mayhem match, which sounds like, you know, fun, sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. <laughs> means no counters, no disqualifications, anything goes. Uh, yeah, people are thinking, oh, this is going to be a joyful match, especially if delicious. You don't think I mean, as far as the election goes, uh, yeah, who really knows at this point? No one knows what's going to happen in Sydney in regards to lockdown order, so I can't really comment because it just depends on what the regulations are. Yeah, yeah. It seems to me that maybe for the, someone's got a inside at New South Wales Health and is delaying this lockdown on, on purpose to stop you from winning the election. That's what I would seem to me. Uh, I won't comment. I don't want to get myself... In trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So a lollipop mountain mayhem match. Uh, <laughs> what does that uh, entail, dude? Um, I, I, knowing Delicious is going to bring lollipops and candy canes and fairy floss to a match and do the smart thing and bring household objects and chairs and anything else I can find to smack Delicious in the head with. Mm. And uh, it's been frustrating because I started my campaign in December of 2020. Come the 1st of August, it's going to be, what, 
nine months now. The election was like weeks away in my grasp. And then due to circumstances that aren't my fault, um, that's been pushed away indefinitely. So there's a lot of frustration there that I'm happy to take out on Delicious. Oh, dude, I love you. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the things that you've sort of done on the weight of this stuff, but you know what, dude? Like, I know you got a chip on your shoulder. I know this means a lot to you, and you know I, I support you in sort of what's going on at the moment. And I really hope uh, the lollipop mountain mayhem match you end up being the victor of that. I mean, the problem, I think, I guess you would have to not lose your uh, lose your mojo in the sense of seriousness. Because if I was in a lollipop mountain mayhem match, I'd I um, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd, I guess I'd try and look under the ring for some lollipops or I try and find the mountain or wherever the mountain may be. And uh, yeah, but you know what, like, man, do you, you go, you go smash it, dude. I believe, uh, I believe you can pull off the win, man. I'd love to see it. So August, uh, August 1st, Talara bowling club. That's uh kingdom. What's the title of the event now? Do you know, like, is it? It's one, two, three, fight. One, two, three, fight. Oh, okay, cool. One, two, three, fight. So you guys can check that out. You can get tickets. Uh, where can they get tickets, dude? I've gone to Kingdom Wrestling Tate at Facebook page or Instagram. And yeah. I'll be a perfect, man. Perfect, man. Uh, just make sure you read the post because obviously with everything going on, there's a few things that'd be different with the show. Like um, you have to obviously do the QR code and our masks uh, will be mandatory unless you're sitting and consuming like a drink or a beverage and that sort of thing. And if yeah. you want to interact with the rest of after the show and yes. stuff, uh, they'll be wearing a mask and things like that. Yeah, cool. So, have have you ever wrestled in front of like a mask mandated show before? No, I haven't. No. How incredible is this time to be alive right now? It's insane. I think I saw was uh, on Wrestle, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom started this year where they had it. There was like no cheering was allowed, and all the fans were in masks. And Jay White, because he's the heels, like. Go on, cheer for him. I think it's Cody Rabushi's wrestling. Cheer for him, cheer for him. Just nothing. Nothing. So it's perfect heel heat there, you know what I mean? I, I just think it's in. It's one of these incredible times to sort of be alive and see what's going on with, like, Sydney and the world. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, like, you know, do you, what do you reckon? What's your prediction? How, when do we get out of this? Like, when is it all... You know, when's it all over? Like I've been, I'm, dude, I'm literally sitting here. I, I, I woke up at like 11, you know what I mean? Like I'm not really a, I'm not that kind of guy. Like I used to be, I used to be, but like now I've been getting myself in good sort of graces. I've been getting up at 7am. I've been feeling really good. You know, I've been walking around, I've been going out for morning jogs and stuff. But ever since this hit me, I'm just like, oh man, this is just, we're back in here again. You know what I mean? Like when do you, when are we hoping this all ends, man? Get back to the show, you know? I would say, like, sadly, people think it's just going to disappear into thin air, but risk is still be around. It'll just eventually become something like the measles or like something like it's still there, but not, you know, a crippling world sort of thing. Yeah, dude. I saw, um, I saw you uh, stitching, uh, stitching those TikToks with the with the COVID cases, the COVID prediction cases. Um, I don't know if you saw him, dude, but that dude was like. Out in town hall, he was like protesting. Uh, he was protesting. He was saying that he's the people's premier. Uh. <laughs> yeah, didn't know. Like I'm like, okay, these COVID predictions are spot on. And then he just gets all these controversies and stuff. I'm like, do I have to put out a statement? The Fergus Ferguson campaign is not officially <laughs> guy that I stitched. <laughs> well, he's the people's premier, and you're the people's president, man. So. 
Yeah. When do you um when do you envision so we've got October first coming up, December seventeenth, uh the two Blacktown shows for AWF. We've got Legacy, which is our twenty second anniversary show. Uh and then we've got uh I mean I, I don't even know what the other ones be called. Slamdemic two, maybe. <laughs> given the current state of events. Um, yeah, so are you like, uh, is there anybody you're eyeing out on that one? Are you eyeing out anyone at all? You're thinking you got someone you're ready for at AWF? Or? My momentum was finally on my side last night at AWF. Uh, I defeated them all in a very uh, hard-hitting matchup. I don't feel like I was the victor in that match, but I was. I was feeling the next day. So then I was hoping to be on the original date for the 22nd anniversary show. That's, you know, a huge feat, especially for a wrestling company, because you've seen how many wrestling companies come and go. So that's that's yeah, a long yeah. time. We still don't know what's going to happen in October, but if it's all blown over by then, I'd love to be there. Oh, man, it scares me when people are saying October is like the <laughs> like a bit worrying. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I think... I think hopefully we'll be able to get it out. We'll be able to, you know, pull it all out. I think appropriately the show has been moved back to a fairly decent sort of, you know, date, especially for Sydney. You know what I mean? Like if it was to, it would be a bit in my point, like it would be a bit, nah, it wouldn't be that smart to sort of just, you know, put it like two weeks after this current lockdown or something like, you know what I mean? So hopefully we've got enough time to sort of build it back up and do all that. But I mean, last, last AWF show, if you, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but you defeated the Mauler, right? And how how was that? How was that whole experience? Uh, it was definitely an interesting experience. Um, obviously, I've been in the ring with a lot of opponents. It was very hard hitting. Yes. Uh, brutal matchup. Like, I remember going to work the next day and just walking around, whatever. I'm like, oh, I thought I had your match going. I'm like, yeah, good. I, I won. They're like, you won. You walk around, you like, get hit by a truck. I'm like, <laughs> Did win. Oh, uh, yeah. And you, you got him with a roll-up on that one, which is good. It's a sneaky little manoeuvre, man. It's a sneaky little manoeuvre. I, I, I won with uh, an STO. I, I don't have an actual name. Oh, my, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, fake news out there, man. Fake news out there, man. Keegan, what the hell, bro? Keegan, you got to stop me, feeding me misinformation, dude. Um, trying to set up. Let's make a name for it right now, man. STO. What do you reckon? I need to come up with an abbreviation for it that, that matches in both uh, AWF and Kingdom. So I'll come up with something. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, dude. Like uh, with the Mauler, <laughs> what I, I mean, I probably, I'm usually sore for about, I'm usually sore for about four days and then I go get a massage. I feel a bit better and I just, you know, sort of shake it all off and try and stretch as much as possible and feel good. But with the Mauler, it was a bit more, a bit of a longer process, to be honest. It was, uh, it's probably about, <laughs> probably about a week and a half. I <laughs> just like week and a half. I just feeling stiff and, and just, oh, just like, I felt like there was like, like, I don't know, like, cardboard stuck between my like yeah it was rough man um yeah dude like is there any so you've been around this for a long time you've been around this game for a long time who like who's the hardest matchup you've ever had like the hardest like physically demanding matchup you've ever had um just say when i got the opportunity to come back to awf was told, oh yeah, there'll, there'll be a match for you. It was sounding like maybe I'd be in it. 
intense. And then the message, oh, you versing Shane Saw in an anything goes match. Involvement uh, to, uh, yeah, that was um, being an anything goes match. I'm glad I have that experience behind me now. I wasn't victorious in that match, but I would go now. But yeah, going from what I expect maybe to have a small part to having uh, a match with Shane, so it hit every household object. That's um, <laughs> a man. Wrestled um, Sid Parker in my third ever matchup, and that was during a title tournament. So I shot at the championship my third match. Obviously, didn't win. I was um, defeated by Sid Parker, and yeah. by defeated, I mean absolutely fucked. That was a, a very hiding match as well. <laughs> It sounds a bit, yeah. I um, yeah, no, my um, good mate of mine, Mikey Lord, he wrestled uh, Sid Parker in a thirty-minute Ironman match. So, and he explained to me after that, he was like, "Man, I, I can't even explain to you how hard that dude hits, man. Like, he's just a absolute weapon." I thought that was well, fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, um, dude. I don't know if you know this, but the past couple of days, like Robbie Eagles just became the IWGP Junior Heavyweight champion i saw that congratulations to how good is that dude what the hell's going on we're putting it on for australian wrestling i'm so happy i'm so happy man. Uh, just just a few weeks ago i said hello to him elsewhere and then i go on facebook and i see that he, he's you know won the championship overseas and like it's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah what kind of a it's an awesome world especially like when you when you look at like what's going on now like you can't imagine it in this kind of time but it's like it's amazing that we can reach sort of those heights and those successes and, you know, get out there and do that. You know what I mean? It's like, do you ever have ambitions to travel overseas like one day, dude? Or Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been overseas once. It wasn't for wrestling. I went to New York City. And oh. New York City is all over the US. I looked up all the indies and all of America. The, the two weeks I was there, I couldn't find a single show that was on. It was like they all agreed, now nah, this two-week period, Fergus Ferguson is going to be in the US. Not doing any shows. Yeah. So yeah. um uh, overseas again. Um of something I'm eyeing off next year, but that's kind of hard to say because um there's only certain countries you can travel to at the moment, but that could that could change. So yeah. I don't want to say, oh, I'm thinking back in my mind if current situation stay that I'm like, oh I could do that. Mm. Well, with uh, like I know like in terms of like the passports and stuff, there's a lot of like from what I from what I'm hearing, what the inside word is, is that like there's certain countries that'll just it'll just be by country by country basis. So like pretty much like the US will decide whether they're gonna do it or not. And then obviously you might need it to come back into Australia, but you could go to the US and roam around freely, like what everyone's doing now. So I mean like as soon as we get like the you know, the ability to have the vaccine like everything's gonna be a lot clearer when when we have like a lot more vaccinated people, really. But um, the US, dude, how did you like New York and stuff? Oh, New York City was uh, fantastic. Um, their street system is just so good. So basically, you know, people see in movies, they're like, oh, I don't understand when someone says like, oh, I'm on 4th Avenue on 82nd Street or whatever. Yeah. So say you're on 2nd Street and you need to get to 8th Street, you just walk straight. You just walk north. And then the avenues like cut across it, so it's super easy to get around. Um, um, only problem we had there was some of the um, like service staff couldn't understand her accent. Like yeah. I went onto a, a hot dog. I went up. Oh, excuse me, can I please get a, a hot dog? What? 
You can please get a hot dog. And the sixth try, you know, I understood. But then I made the mistake of asking for a 600-mil Coke as well. And he looked at me from another planet, and I'm like, oh, um, 20 ounces, please. <laughs> <laughs> I um I've always thought like there as soon as I got over there because it was a bit it was a bit confusing at first but that street system is genuinely like the most incredible thing ever like I can't I can't basically if I if I'm over here and I say like I'm on the corner of like Chalmers and and Flinders Street right and and you're on the corner of you know Michael and you know ridiculous street like I, I would I would have no clue and no concept of how to get there. But like if I'm like if you're like I'm on first and third and I'm on fourth and fifth, you just go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're sweet, we're in business. It's the greatest thing ever, man. Like, and it's like the I we need to just like abolish all the streets now. But the problem is like Sydney looks like a looks like a I don't know, like Manhattan's so square, you know what I mean? Like that's the best yeah. part about it. Like it's just you can go you know you're not like sort of constricted and there's not like any really weird streets like it's just i love it man and i um with new york especially i thought it was one of like the the most interesting to me thing to me about new york was that i could like literally i could live there i think for a year and still have places to go that i wouldn't know of before like even in terms of touristy stuff like that's a testament to itself. Like I, how much do you reckon you got to see over there? Like, cause I went there for a week back in 2013 and it was almost like, like, like what have I done in a week? Like I can't fit any of this in. Like I had to choose between attractions. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I was there for two weeks. I've probably seen 10% of it. And that was mostly things in Manhattan. I made sure to go to every single borough. The funniest thing was we went to, um, you know, the, I can't remember the name of it. You know that big, like, globe statue? Um, statue of Liberty. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it's, uh, the Madison, is it in Madison Square? No, maybe not. The Madison Park? No, I don't know what it's called. Wait, is that Central Park? Is it in Central Park? No. Um, Have we, yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. I, cause I, um, yeah. Honestly, man, it, it baffles me how much I missed in New York. It's quite the Unisphere. The Unisphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. Queens. So we went there, um, myself and my girlfriend, to look at the um, the Unisphere in Queens. <laughs> There's the only reason for going there. We get off the train station, and there is just police everywhere. Police vans. Like, what's going on? Like oh, FBI no. people. The US Open was on. We had no idea. <laughs> we just wanted to go look at the Unisphere, and I'm like. Oh, we just blocked up this huge major event. And then we're sitting down, one lady's like, Oh, I've won free ticket to the US Open. Do you want to go? And I'm like, Oh, no, sir, because there's two of us. And she's like, Super offended. I'm like, I would have loved to go if you had two tickets, but I'm not just going to leave one of us here when we sit there and the US Open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's like, yeah, dude. Like, I went to, like, I went to uh, New York for, like, WrestleMania. Which one was it? 29. Um, Cause like my, like my dad's a major wrestling fan too. And he just wanted to go straight there. And like, he, um, this is, this is, this is the mindset. Like on a lot of like, like a lot of like American people are, they're very interesting in terms of the way that they like perceive the world. Like, you know, like that little like thing you were saying before where like they might get offended because of that or, or whatever happens, you know, but like when we, 
I'm, I'm, I shit you not, man. Like when I went there, we had like my dad bought because my dad like wanted to splurge. Like this is the first time he he wasn't working seven days a week for like 25 years. So he splurged and he bought like ringside tickets to WrestleMania, right? And like as a kid, this is like the greatest fucking experience of my life. But after you, after that, if you get the ringside ticket, you get you get to keep the chair. So yeah. basically I had this chair, right? I had this chair and I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I had this chair. And then I ran into an American dude, right? Who had another chair as well. He's walking out of the hotel and he looks at me, he goes like, he's like, Oh, you got a plane chair. And like, and he's like, you know, like my brother decided to like, you know, destroy my chair basically. So I was wondering, do you want to swap, swap chairs? And I'm, I'm like, what's wrong with it? And he's like, he's like, Oh, you got CM Punk to sign it. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just hate CM Punk, man. And I'm like, oh, all right, bro. And he's like, he's like, trade me. And I, I traded him. You like CM Punk. Are you to that? I don't know. I don't understand. It's one of the most ridiculous, you know, like interactions, social interactions I've ever been involved in. You know what I mean? I was just like, what the hell? So I, so I got to, you know, leave the US with this CM Punk signed chair that I didn't even get signed. It was incredible, man. Yeah, I know, um, dude. If you like, what's on the what's the what's on the list? But basically, going the whole way around. But like, what's on the list of like uh, international places? I love to go to Japan. I love to go to um, LA because that's just one flight. Uh, doing the second flight, like the first flight there, like Sydney, LA wasn't that bad. But then you got to add the one on top of it because we just got uh-huh. straight on. But um, Japan. Um, going to New Zealand would be cool, considering that's like one of the only options at the moment. But at, at the moment, that's obviously like at talking right now. I think mm. their borders are shut to New South Wales as, as well. But um, yeah, I'd love to keep traveling around the world. It obviously, makes it a lot hard at the moment. But yeah, I love traveling. Um, I've traveled around most of Australia. Tasmania is the only um, state or territory I haven't been to. I live yeah. in the Northern Territory combined about eight months. So as well, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Do you know, how was that? What? Yeah, it was uh, interesting. So I was living in, um, I was living in New South Wales, like where I live now. A lot of people get confused. They think I, I lived in Northern Territory originally and moved here. So I was in New South Wales, training with AWF and whatever. I, I couldn't find any work. And my dad was living in Northern Territory at the time. He's like, oh, I'm in Tennant Creek at the moment. Come up here and you'll be able to find work. So... I got there, I put around resumes all over um, Tennant Creek and I had my RSA and RCG, just something good to have. Yeah. So I had nice clothes on, put my resume around everywhere, went home, just got changed to normal clothes and dad's like, oh, I'm just going to go to the, the club. I'm like, okay. He said, I'll oh, put your resume in here. I'm like, I, I, just, I just got changed out of like nice clothes to look impressed with my resume in. And two, I don't drink alcohol like at all. I'm not going to know any of the drink names. He's like, no, no, just, just do it. I'm like, okay. And then I sat down for the interview and like, this is how breaks work. And I got the job and I've been bartending for combined between here and there, like 10 years now. I still don't drink alcohol, but people are like, why do you bartend? I'm like, funny story. I just got off the job and I haven't had that many complaints about it so far. So it's still going well. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Like I said, it's those little places in life where you can find like a little, you know, a, a, uh, something that becomes such a major 
you know, major thing in your life. You know what I mean? That's really sick, man. And it's like, uh, I think, yeah, sometimes you fall blindly into those things, but it's like, you know, what's uh, like, I think to me, like, you know, that's sort of uh, wrestling's kind of like that for me too, in a way, like, even though I've got a little passion there, but I sort of just, you know, uh, fell back into like, fell into it and then fell back into it again. And then it's just like, it's just amazing when those things happen. How long were you in like Northern Territory for? Um, I was there for two months and we're back and I was there for six months, about eight months in total. And this is in Tennant Creek, which is like a very uh, remote place. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Very um, like alcohol laws and things like that. You had to get your license scanned every time you buy takeaway alcohol and things like that. So yeah, it's very intense up there at times. Yeah. Wow. That's sick, man. Like I thought that's one of the places in Australia that I haven't been to Northern territory, man. Like I just, Man, I wonder what the wrestling's like up there. Is there, is there wrestling up there? Is there wrestling in the Northern Territory? There's one in Darwin, but I don't know about one if there's anything that travels around. I haven't been to Darwin because living in Tennant Creek, they get calls from Darwin like, oh, can you just pop in to Darwin, which is 2,000 kilometres away from Tennant Creek? So they'll be like, no, I can't just come up there for the day to drop like some mail off. <laughs> So that was the attitude of people living in Darwin. They're like, get a map. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's like, uh, how, like, cause honestly, man, that's like, that's, that's it. One of the, that must be one of the most remote places like in Australia you go to like in middle of like Northern Territory. It's like such a total different lifestyle to like here. You know what I mean? It's like the way I look at like, especially for wrestling, that's like, uh, you know, the, what, what IWA sort of seemed to manage to do. Right. Is go to all those. I mean, I'm sure they're nothing like what Tennant Creek, uh, Wolf Creek, whatever you, whatever you say. <laughs> um, I'm sure nothing like that. But to tap into the regional market like that and get people out there, like it's just like that's got to be something, you know, that's got to be such a different feeling. You know what I mean? We need to, I think there's, once there's ever a chance for like AWF or, or Kingdom or like, uh, you know, any other promotion out there, to maybe just go out and do like a one-off show in like, you know, like a, like a Dubbo or like a Mudgy or something. I reckon that'll work bode really well for a man. Like, have you ever wrestled outside like that, like regionally in terms of like that or? Uh, no, I haven't. But um, my dad came to the Hunter Valley wrestling shows. Matt Bailey was on it. He's a big Matt Bailey fan. And then he was on an IWA show in one of these remote places. And dad's like, oh, Matt Bailey's there. I'm going to go watch him. So like, you know. It was good to see the regional places. It's good to do um something like different. Like if it it's if anyone wants to steal my idea, go ahead. I don't have the time and patience for people to do this. But what I like to do, as you know, Saturdays are a very um it's a word packed day for wrestling events. Anytime there's a show on a Saturday, there'll be four other shows on around the country or even in the same state. I'd like, I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'd love to come to a wrestling show, but I work in hospitality. I'm a shift worker. Weekends aren't good. I love to start a promotion, call it weekday wrestling or weeknight wrestling. Have it like Wednesday night, Monday night. People that are working in bars and stuff like that. And be like, if you work in hospitality, give you a discount, you know, the hospital nights at places and do it that way. And then I'm not going to get any heat with anyone. We're like, oh, you're running the same Wednesday as me. It's like, no one else is running Wednesdays. So I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Just imagine ahead. I'm like, yeah, weeknight wrestling. That's perfect. Have the 24th. You can't defend it on weekends. Susan hits 11:59 p.m. Friday. No, you can't defend. You're gonna wait till Monday. 
Oh, I rate it, man. I rate it. Well, that makes sense, man, because like most people, like now, a lot of people are just they're holding events on on weekends. But if if you look weekdays, sorry, if you look at America, right, like you know, there's say like like um there's some different like like live podcast shows and like stand up comedy shows that are like being held on a Monday night, and there's like they're selling out like houses and stuff. You know, once our community cultivates or something like that, like if you look at it, like a good indicator that that could work really is like the Paul Gallon fights. Like they're always on a freaking Wednesday. Yeah. You know, State of origin. They're always on a Wednesday too. Like, it's just like, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity to like, especially that Wednesday. Cause it's like that sort of midweek zone in between all that stuff. Do you like, cause I know like in terms of timing and stuff with wrestling shows, do you prefer like an afternoon show or do you prefer like a night show? Cause I know it's two different vibes, right? Like, I mean, when I did that one afternoon show in Katoomba for AWF, it felt like a very, it was, a, it was a very different vibe, but it was kind of interesting. I kind of liked it. Um, so during the, before an afternoon show, get incredibly frustrated. Cause I always say to people doors opening and stuff. I'm like, mate, wrestling standard time. You know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I get frustrated. Things aren't organized cause there's less time, but after a show getting home, um, you know, before midnight is a plus. So after the show, I'm pretty happy, but yeah. And then every time I'm on an afternoon show, I'm getting annoyed. I'm like, oh, if this was a night show, we'd have more time. But then after a night show, I'm like, oh, this is in the afternoon. I could have been home by now. Mm. Done all this. So yeah, it's a good mixture of uh, both. I know a few people get frustrated that Kingdom was on, been on Sundays and every time we try to do a Saturday so far, it's get pushed to a Sunday. But I'm like, well, the Sunday shows, there was more people available I think a lot of people don't realize that they're just casual fans that in independent wrestling, a lot of people wrestle for multiple promotions. Like people I talk to, they just think like you just wrestle for the one place, which some people do and that's fine. But you try and book people wrestle for multiple promotions. Obviously Sunday was working out for kingdom. This is why the shows on Sunday try to do, try to do a Saturday show. The original election date was going to be on a Saturday. The original kingdom rumble date was going to be on a Saturday, but trying to organize a date where everyone's available is the hardest part of wrestling i'm glad i'm not involved in that part of it yeah 100 would you ever would you ever get involved like would you ever like look to do something like that is weekday wrestling gonna be a thing soon weekday i'll say i'll say no and then if you see me like two years down the line or something and that that's the thing i could see but you see that the stress that some promoters and bookers go through i'm like is it really worth it um i'm not that much of a people person to begin with, so constantly have to deal with uh, some people in wrestling be quite interesting. Um, you'd see it. It's like um, it's like Dar- Anakin and Darth Vader, I guess. Every time there's a new promotion, people are like, oh, this promoter's great or whatever, and then two years down the line, oh, this this promoter didn't put me over, this promoter didn't put a bell on me, this, he's the worst person ever, and whatever. So that would be me in four years. That's <laughs> our weeknight wrestling. Oh, I couldn't do Wednesday because I had to go to the State of Origin and Burgess Burgess and made me drop the belt or something. Mm. Yeah, you make you make more friends. Uh, you make more friends definitely being a wrestler than a promoter, dude. <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. Like, some of the jobs that I see, like, even just I've, a, I've only worked for the one show, but, like, just the job to get sort of everyone around and everyone in line and then just to make eight different uh, – 
eight different decisions, you know, on that night. And then if someone's like, oh, I don't feel like this is the right way to do it, there's always like two or three, you know what I mean? It's always like two or sometimes. It's just a, it's just a bit, um, yeah, it's just, it'd be a very hard <laughs> job, man. Wrestling fans, every time there's an award show like the Grammys or the Oscars, people are like, oh, this movie was robbed. This is robbed. This controversy over this, this shouldn't have happened. I'm like, imagine that. But every event, not just once a year. Like, that's where all the drama stems from. You explain it to them like that. I'm like, there's obviously decisions being made there. Then they, they kind of click and get it. I think it's the best way to explain it. I think people just want to complain, man. Like, you look at Twitter right now. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's the thing. It's interesting. Like, I just, uh, you know, I think a lot of people will, if they're given the chance to complain, they will. And it just, it, it's sort of like that, like a fair weather. People talk about like the fair weather wrestling fan. You know, you're sort of like, like they're in for it, but then like, you know, in two months, like the attention span's gone already and they're already complaining about like, oh, why is this guy the champion? You should be giving this guy a run, letting this guy through. Like, and I feel like that's going to get to the point where it's like, if that was the case, especially in like mainstream, like in like the big, big television audiences, if that becomes the case, you know, it's going to be like a two month reign for every champion. You're not going to be able to make money out of any of them. You're not going to have like a good enough like a merchandise role to like get enough people to buy shirts. It's going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. So sometimes, you know, it's a weird mix between listening to the fans and, you know, trying to sort of extend it and, and make something exciting. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I look at Drew McIntyre's a perfect example. He won the Royal Rumble, huge crowd response. And then by the time they got crowd back, they were like, Oh, I'm sick of Drew McIntyre. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Weren't you clamoring for him to win this championship? And then he had a reign during one of the most um, unique times possible, no crowds, and they get crowds back and he's getting a mixed reaction. I'm like, didn't he just carry you through this whole Thunderdome era? <laughs> Give him some props for that. Poor guy, as soon as he gets back to crowds, he's just like, they're just like, no, 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 we want no. Uh... No, we want Keith Lee now. Or we want like, <laughs> I don't know whoever's, whoever's next, like a ricochet or something. That's a, uh, oh, look, you know what I mean? You should, you should probably put every belt on Ricochet, to be honest. That guy's incredible. <laughs> I rate that dude so hard, man. The 16 belts or whatever he has. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, dude. Like, how do you, like, do you watch much, watch much wrestling at the moment or? Yeah, watch as uh, much as I can. There's still a lot of wrestling out there, but I watch watch Slammiversary. I think it's the most recent show I watched. That was really good. It's cool to see Jay White show up at the end. If you see people like, oh, I don't support WWE or watch AEW or vice versa, I'm like, just watch both. They're both wrestling. Someone gets released from WWE, they're going to be in AEW, or someone from AEW goes to WWE. Like, it's all wrestling. If you like wrestling, watch as much as you can and watch as you enjoy watching. Like, I don't really get the like fanboy mentality from that. I'm like, WWE is such a huge company that they're not really going to care if you're watching AEW as well. Mm. Yeah, 100%. So, Fergus 2022, right? Yeah, it's looking that way at the moment. People ask, when is the election going to be? And then I thought um, the Kingdom Post explained it really well about this upcoming show. I'm like, look, the reality is, listen to when Big Kigsy B gets announced to the ring, hailing from Parramatta. Go on Google, type in Parramatta, see where that is, put two and two together, and then see why we can't settle this in the ring. Like, 
we obviously have professional beef, but like it's gonna have to to wait. And that not only that, uh, Vinny Vane and Lucius Wolf are unavailable as well, so we can't really do that match there. So I'm very fortunate that um, I live in the Hunter Valley region to still be able to um, appear on Kingdom. So I'm really hoping people are going to um, read what Kingdom posted and then appreciate, like, look, this is the people we have available. We're going to give you the best show possible, but we can't get any of the guys from Sydney like we're going to have Carlo Kennan come up for a seminar, possibly who's going to appear on the show. I don't know or not. Um, obviously, that's not happening either because the the board is shut. But as I said, like um, like my match in I have a match with Delicious, a hardcore match. I was originally in a like tag team match, and this is a big singles match for me. It's a big singles match for Delicious. Barry Blake's having his first singles um, debut, and he got the biggest pop of anyone on the Great Kingdom Rumble. It was amazing. We're standing, I was standing waiting to go out for the rumble and I hear him chanting something like, what are they chanting? Okay, someone, they're like, oh, they're chanting Swooper for Barry Blake. And he brought his whole football team, like all his friends, all his family. It was such a heartwarming moment. This is great. And I got in the rumble and I eliminated him. And I've never been so happy to just break everyone's hearts there. Oh, I know people thought oh. that was going to be a good story, but no, nah, I was... It just warmed my heart to just watch the smile just drop off those people's faces because, you know, they're giving me the usual flack earlier in the night. So there's no sympathy for me when I threw Barry Blake out of the Rumble. But, yeah, I'm excited for him to see his uh, singles debut, Grant Lindstrom and Tyler Gunn for the championship. Um, that's going to be a very interesting match, um, probably a very long match. They tend to go a while in their matches, so you definitely get uh, money's worth there. So, um, yeah, obviously not a, a packed card in terms of the amount of matches, but still a packed card and the, the matches that are there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. And sometimes those cards work out better. But people don't, I don't think a lot of people understand it's like when, you know, in terms of like a genuine effort from all the wrestlers involved, I think um, just, you know, like, you know, when, when, there's, when there's a little less, when there's a little more of the spotlight to go around, there's jet there, sometimes the matches are wilder. Sometimes the matches are, are more incredible. Sometimes, sometimes it's almost like, you know, like people are there and they have like an extra moment to shine because they can be like the highlight of the night or they can be the show stealer. You know, they can, you know, we can get rid of like the typical sort of, you know, even though, even though I know like it's like a, um, you know, like a Maitland sort of that area based promotion, you know, like sort of, you know, not having people like, like Keegan there or whatever, like maybe there's more, room for like another guy to shine, you know, another person to come through and, and really make a moment for themselves. Like, I think, I think you're in, I think you're in for a treat. I think it makes it more exciting. I think it makes it more, maybe like more raw, more like brass tacks and more opportunity to just shine from everyone involved. Absolutely. Like someone said to me, oh, if all these wrestlers aren't available, why not just postpone it? I'm like, look, you know, you'd have a canceled show or a postponed show. So there's no wrestling to watch or we'll give you some wrestling as much as we can. Like just take your mind off things at the moment. Um, everyone that's on the show is fully aware of that. So they're like, we're going to go there try and give everyone um, an amazing show. Um, and then everyone on the card knows, look, look, you need to step up because there isn't that many people available. So you need to make every match count as the uh, reality of things. 
So hopefully people that, because um, anyone had tickets to the election show, they can just transfer them to this show. It's the same day. It's the same venue. It's just not called the election anymore because um, Big Kingsy B, Lucius Wolf, Vinnie Vane aren't available. Might as well be advertised match. Like we can't have the election match without the other candidate. I mean, I think I should just, should be declared a state of emergency and I just should be called the kingdom president. That's my opinion, but I don't make that decision, but we'll see. Yeah, 100%. We'll see what happens. I mean, like, you know, I don't think, I don't think you'd take that, Ferg. I know you might, but I just think that, you know, like, you got to go in there and win that, bro. You got to go in there and, 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 and prove it and prove it to everyone. You know what I mean? But here's the, here's the most exciting thing I want to know. Cause like, like, like knowing you as a friend, as a colleague, I see some of the stuff like you're doing there. Yeah. I might not agree with it, but you know, at the same time, at the same time, I, I like, I want you to succeed. I want you to go and do it. And sometimes you have to have that take no prisoners mentality. I'm going to be the president to be the president. You have to assume president. I think Barack Obama said that. He probably didn't. But uh, what I'm trying to say is Fergus 22. Fergus 22. Campaign promises. What are your campaign promises? What can you give to people? And just some law and order into Kingdom. There's been nonstop lawlessness. Like King and Brad just came out the end of the show and said, oh, I'm giving myself a title shot. A title shot he didn't earn. Like um, after Morgan Rose and the Buccaneers, he's like, oh, I'm just going to wrestle Morgan Rose for the championship now. It's like, okay, is there no due process to this? There is not, like, some rules you have to follow? It's not inmates run the asylum. Like, things are going to be organised. Um, obviously, this election date keeps getting pushed back, which is frustrating but and disappointing, but it's not going to be anywhere near the disappointment of frustration that Keegan supporters are going to get uh, when the election finally takes place. And I'm finally announced as Kingdom president. I've been... Getting told every day for months on end, oh, I can't wait to watch Keegan Brettel destroy you at the election show and so forth. So just having that motivation and walking into a match, my, this is going to be the biggest match of my career. Not only that, I'm, I'm no stranger to the fact that this is the match that almost everyone wants me to lose. So that's a, a strong motivator. Like, oh, the biggest match of your career. Almost every person in attendance wants you to fail at your goal here. So that's uh, that's definitely a strong motivator. Mm. So, one, so once we all see it happen, once you become the president of Kingdom, what what next? What's like the next pursuit? Like then what? That's what I'm saying. Like you know, like I mean, like I understand the goal, I understand the ambition, but then what? Then what? What happens? What happens? It becomes like it does it just become like Ferg Fergus Ferguson Incorporated Wrestling Presents Kingdom? Like, is that what it is? Um, we'll see from there. Like, I'll get to the goal to become Kingdom President and I'll take it from there because just have one goal to become Kingdom President. I announce that and then and then Keegan's like, oh, I'm going to run against Fergus. Like, I know enough on my plate. Um, I'm trying to be one half of Australia's favourite couple. I'm going to win every belt in New South Wales. Like, you didn't have enough when you played. You just had to try and rain on my parade too. I'm like, oh, I'm going to run against you. It's like, don't you have all these belts to defend? Don't you have like a million other obligations to deal with? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I think that was, a, I'm like, you have enough when you play. You don't need to run against me, but you chose to run against me. And what, uh, like, why? Why do you think he did that? Like, <laughs> like, does he just want to spite you? Is that what it is? Like, he just not a fan or... 
real. Just like the spotlight's never enough for him. Like, oh, the main event this show, do this show, do become kingdom president, become a world leader. Maybe he's going to run for the UN. I, I don't know. God, Person of the year. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of VB in the UN, man. It's going to be Eskies everywhere. We can't, we can't, ha- you can't have that, man. You can't have that. He's, he's got a, he's got the V. So he's, you don't drink at all, right? No, no, no. And and if you would drink, you wouldn't drink VB. Of course not. I've had, unfortunately, I've had VB poured on me. I went to change a keg once and I didn't change it correctly and got VB just saturated with VB. So the VB people have something against me there as well. So I've heaped with VB. Um, so, so, yeah, of all the things you could, I could drink, Definitely not VBB, like the bottom of the list. Like, yeah. I I am, I'm open. I'm open to everything. I'm open to like, you know, have a VB, have a Great Northern. I'm all about that, right? I don't necessarily think VB is the greatest beer to drink. But when, when you see someone drink a beer, right? Whether it be a VB, a Great Northern, a 4X, whatever it is. With VB... Can you associate and correlate, make correlation between any qualities of the type of person drinking VB? No, no comment because I, I do have to sell VB to people. I'm like, that's your choice if you want to drink VB. However, how, the funniest thing about VB is I see there's other people that love VB. It's the best beer ever. It's it's amazing. Or they're like. Oh, it's the worst. How could you drink that? Blah, blah, blah. There's very few people that go, oh, it's okay. It's not like a love or hate beer from what I've seen from people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm nothing against, like, VB drinkers. Uh, there's, there's always a different, there's a melting pot of cultures, uh, like, everywhere in, in beer. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I mean, me personally, I'm more of a, like, a, I like a crown I like a crown if I'm getting fancy. If I don't like that, I'll, I'll probably have like a Carlton Dry or something. Even a pure blonde, you know, to keep those carbs sort of low. That always makes me feel good. Like it's a, it's a guilt-free beer, you know. It's a really guilt-free beer. Um, so, <laughs> with the, oh, the VB thing. I think, would you ever, is there any, has he got like the best branding of all time in Australian wrestling right now. Uh, if you can, can hook a sponsorship deal up, I should then miss my words there. Um, we could see uh, good for him. That's just another thing. Oh, I'm going to get a sponsorship deal too and run the president. I'm like, okay, I'll try and hook my own sponsorship deals up there. See something that's a bit more classy than DB. I'll see what I can do. I just want you to say something nice about him. I want to be the great uniter. I want sort of something, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything nice you can say about your opponent? He's a fantastic wrestler. I'm not, like, uh, unaware of that. Like, he didn't just win all these belts around Australia by fluke. Like, it's going to be a hard match going into. Like, he's defeated some of the best wrestlers, not only New South Wales. But in Australia, like, it's definitely going to be a, a very intense matchup. Yeah, and what and what makes you different, dude? As opposed to Keegan? No, as opposed to like what what's the one where you're gonna what's what's gonna make you win? What's the what's gonna make you upset everyone? 
I just feel like Keegan doesn't really want this that badly. I set one goal since I debuted in King and that's come King the present. That's the one thing. He's just another thing he wants to add to his like list of accomplishments. It's like, oh yeah, it's just another thing I, I could do. Like I made constant campaign posts regarding about it, my promotional video regarding the election show, which I was a postponed, put up, explain my goals. And now it's my mystery partner first. Nothing from the Keegan campaign. No one answer who his mystery partner is going to be. I know that um, isn't important now, but I'm like, well, I had to play my cards first. Like, you can just see it's not his top priority. So we got, so this is a little bit of a fan question. I had uh, someone sort of suggest this idea to me, especially with people on the podcast in terms of like opponents. Opponents that are going to go against each other. So we're going to play 10 Things I Hate About Keegan Brettel. Basically, 10 things. You've got a minute. Number one, bringing beer to the ring, saturating the beer. This is is our workplace. This is a holy place. The, The ring shouldn't be absolutely saturated with beer. Two... He's an idiot, um, uneducated. Like, everyone's congratulating him. Like, oh, it's just like Moby Dick. You want the white whale? He's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, finally capture a white whale. Like, read a book, Keegan. The whale wins. The whale sinks Captain Ahab's ship. It frustrated me so much. I'm the only person there that knew that. Like, what a great analogy. Like, he finally captured his white whale. I'm like, none of you have read Moby Dick, have you? It's one of the classic books ever. I'm like, the whale wins. And that's his overly ambitious Captain Ahab tries to do a million things and then the whale just sinks his ship into the water. And that's only the, that's, that's number two. Three, um, some of his tattoos are trashy. Uh, mine are better. <laughs> I don't get people put their own birth date on them. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to tell you that. And then their email address will be like Joe Smith 1992. <laughs> Before the match, he says, "Oh, I'm gonna have a hardcore match. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do a crazy." He's all right. Have a hardcore match, but doing it, doing like every single week. I'm like, "Oh, I'm just gonna bleed everywhere. I'm gonna do all this." I'm like, "I'm like this." I can't imagine that the blood level in his alcohol stream at the moment would just be absolutely amazing. I'm like. All right, we're good. We've got six left. We're close. we got this. It could be simple ones. It could be six. It could be... <laughs> I don't like his attitude. <laughs> exactly, his attitude. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm just this great guy. I'm like, it's just a bogan. There's nothing. It's just an uneducated bogan. All the people that come to Kingdom just relate to that. They have no no ambitions or just whatever. That That's their hero. That's, that's their guy to look up to. Oh, shots fired here, man. Let's go. We got five left. Five left. Sure, I like getting super kicked. That 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 wasn't fun. That was a salt to injury and what like like what was what was that about? The current. Current roof situation thing, maybe why he's not not doing his splash there, but yeah, getting super kicked by him. 
wasn't fun. Didn't like that he called me a goober. Another thing, no, this is one of my biggest complaints. This is number nine. He constantly insults me for being for having my like gorgeous red hair, right? And he's like always calling me a ranger and stuff. And then the people at Kingdom, the people at Kingdom join in, right? This shows their IQ level. They join in. Oh, you're ranger, you're this, you're that, whatever. And then on that same night, they'll cheer for the Buccaneer and Tyler Gunn. Like, do you not have eyes? Is something here not not apparent to you? It's the hypocrisy. Like, the hypocrisy. Exactly. It's just the hypocrisy. I feel like that's the, the um, theme of the year. I could go on a rant about people just being hypocrites in general at, at the moment. But, yeah, there's hypocrisy there. Um, as for number 10, number 10, number 10. I don't like his ring gear, but we have a similar style. I'll give him oh, – that's one nice thing to say. Like, butchers are a uh, – No, you just lost one. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, his ring is good. Um, last thing, you got one more thing. <laughs> did, did he just self declare that he's Australia's favorite couple? Like, how egotistical is that? Was there any vote? You, you consulted on this? They're Australia's favorite couple. I'm sure there's others others in the running there. Um, like, oh, they just decided I'm Australia's favorite couple. Like, self appointed. Like, are you going to have like an, an Instagram thing of all, all your lives where, you know, people will put up that, oh, there are a couple, this is their goals to do all this and like egotistical stuff like that. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I'm going to get these 10 things. I'm going to clip them all together. It'll be like the, the featured YouTube video for this episode. Um, Fergus Ferguson, our next Kingdom president. Thank you so much for being here, man. I uh, appreciate all the time, all the energy, everything. You know, it's just been really fun experience. It's been, you know, one of the better ones in terms of sort of content. I mean, I could, I could talk a little bit more than the last episode. I'm sure you saw the Deepak episode. It was a bit, uh, <laughs> that man's got a mind of his own. But um, thank you so much, man. Uh, Kingdom Wrestling, 1st of August, Talara Bowling Club, one, two, three, fight. You'll be taking on Delicious in a Lollipop Mountain Mayhem match. Doesn't that even just give you a little bit like like what is that? That's the curiosity is right there for me. Like I would I would pay in straight away to go see that. Um, you can grab your tickets there on the Kingdom Wrestling Facebook and sort of other platforms wherever they're promoting it. Um, yeah, Fergus twenty twenty one. You can follow him everywhere. Uh, vote Fergus on TikTok everywhere else. I'm Akel. I got all my little platforms here. You can follow me on Snapchat, AKL Direct. You can follow me on Twitch, AKL Plays. I'm so, oh, by the way, yeah, that's what I needed to talk to you about before we end this. I w- went on Twitch last night. It's amazing. Yeah. Definitely go on Twitch. I sure will. Yeah, because like, I know I know we did that, that poll, the Facebook Plays and Twitch stuff. Um, yeah, Twitch. yeah, I, I set up a Twitch. I was going to start streaming the game Splitgate. And then it got so popular that their servers have just crashed and then right up till uh, to Wednesday. So when that's back up, uh, I might start streaming that. Yeah, sweet so does, man. Well, yeah, no, I know you. I know you did that Facebook poll, <laughs> and it was like it was like ten answers, and it was like fifty fifty. So- yeah, thanks for all the help, guys. Thanks for uh, you know, <laughs> we're back to square one. 
We're back at square one. Um, yeah, so you catch me anywhere, live vacant podcast, YouTube, everywhere else, blah, 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 a million tags. Um, 1st of October, AWF Legacy, 22nd year anniversary show. Book your tickets now because it's coming close and it's going to be a really amazing night. It's going to be a lot of talent. It's 22 years. Like what other wrestling promotion in Australia right now has got that sort of thing around them? Not not many, not many. There's probably one, but that's that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Any any last sort of last final statement? You know, like you know the you know the presidents have a debate and they say the last sixty seconds. What's the last sixty? I'll seconds? see that. Like uh, if you're curious to see what this lollipop mountain mayhem matches, and you're not in a hot spot, come down and check it out. If you're not. Uh, it's going to be available online in some capacity. I don't know whether about live, but there'll definitely be footage people can watch later. So hopefully you still be able to check it out if you're um, in a lockdown and there's some relief for you and stuff. And then, yeah, hopefully take care of Delicious and further down the line, take care of Keegan and I'll be Kingdom President in August 2021. I'll, um, I'll run for probably council shortly after. I'll be the social media division. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in for another Life of Kel Fergus, man, thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Catch you guys all next time. Like, comment, subscribe, get everything sorted. Do all that now.